The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Jonathan Frakes has really become the face of the Star Trek franchise, having been involved in several Trek projects for four straight decades now. He's also built a reputation as a go-to director on many projects, including the most recent Star Trek Picard series. I've got Jonathan Frakes on the line right now in Los Angeles. Good morning, Jim. Jonathan, good morning to you. Thanks so much for joining me, and and, uh, congratulations on all of your directing success these last many years. Thank you so much. I feel blessed to still be doing it, i got to say. Was directing something you knew you wanted to do even as a a young actor? I did. As I spent more and more time in the set, especially during the first couple of years of uh, Next Generation, I realized that the guy in the director's seat was the guy who was involved in everything all day long, and I... I like to be busy, and I like to be involved, and I'm a bit of a control freak, so it's kind of a perfect job for me. Yeah, I was just going to say, and you might also want to be in charge of this whole thing. Yeah, it's it's uh, when it goes well, there's nothing like it. It's the best job in the world, and when it doesn't, everybody turns to look at you like, okay, good luck. How are you going to fix this? <laughs> You uh, appeared, I think, in the last calendar year, maybe, as Commander Riker in at least five of uh, the Star Trek franchise episodes. They just keep coming at you, don't they? I, it's fabulous. I did a couple of episodes in season one of Picard as now Captain Riker after 30 years. He finally got promoted. Yeah. I do um, I do Lower Deck. I've had two or three episodes of that. So it's been a... It is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm about to go up and direct Strange New World, and then I'll go over and do uh, Star Trek Discovery, which I've been on for, this will be my fifth season over there. So I'm I'm very grateful and very proud, and I have a ball. And when you kind of uh, walk across the street and do other shows, like for instance, I know you've directed Leverage, do you look at some of the actors on that show, because there are outstanding actors like Aldous Hodge, and go, I'd like to use that guy in a project that I'm going to do. Well, it's interesting. Aldous is a perfect example. I remember when I did Leverage, must be nine or ten years ago. Yeah. When we first started, and I think he was just 20 or just 21, and I said to him then, and he reminds me of it, I said, you are going to be a big star. And now he's a Marvel star, and he's got this wonderful City on the Hill show that he does. Yeah. I'm sure trying to he is uh, his, he's the whole package. He's a wonderful actor. He's gorgeous. He's strong. He's professional. He's prepared. And he has uh, embraced his career. So we, we have him on leverage again, but we have him sort of in limited supply. So we're trying to find a way to get him into as many episodes as, as, as possible. He's a perfect example of what you're talking about. When you see somebody earlier in their career and they stand out and you can just tell that they're going to percolate into something. And Aldous is the best example of that. And that must have meant a lot to him to have you say that to him as well when he was just a young guy. Well, I think I think, I think think he was surprised. He was a kid. You know, he was really a kid when he started our show. And he remembers it, and I remember it. And I'm very, you know, it wasn't brain surgery for me to spot that. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we could all tell. I always thought that First Contact was just outstanding. For me, that's one that really stands out. Is that one of your favorites? It's absolutely my favorite. It was my first movie, and I think the, uh, again, it's, it's, if it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage, as they say, and it was Ron 
Moore and Brandon Braga, both wonderful writers. And it had arguably the, uh, the best group of guest stars we ever had. And that was Jamie Cromwell coming off Babe. Right. Alfrey Woodard. And then Alice Krieger playing the Borg Queen. So it was the guest stars, the great writing, and Patrick was at the top of his game. So it was it was uh, very well received at a ball to, to make. I just We just had the 35th That's so great to hear. Uh, you know, going back a few years, I heard this story and that I hope you can uh, elaborate on about how you had a friend and you got involved briefly with the Marvel world. I think you had a friend who was dressing up oh, as yeah. Spider-Man at different appearances, at, right. and then you got into it. That's right. My friend was Charlie Davis. He had been asked to go out, and uh, what we all we ended up doing was going to comic book stores and 7-Elevens and making appearances in costume, and it was the first time Marvel had done this. So he was Spider-Man, and they said, well, we're looking for a guy to do Captain America. I went over and interviewed, and then they built this spandex Captain America costume with these great red boots and a garbage can lid for the shield. And <laughs> Charlie and I used to get, we'd get sent out to uh, Omaha or somewhere, and have a schedule, and somebody would pick us up at the airport, we'd go from place to place, and I'd ride in on the hood of the car, and he'd, you know, he'd shoot spider webs at kids. And <laughs> it was a, uh, it's quite a memory. He and I are good friends to this day. We, he calls me Cap, and I call him Spidey. And that was in the, you know, that's the, that's the 70s now. Yeah, and I, I mean, I heard that you guys actually dressed up for a Blood, Sweat, and Tears concert because their drummer, Bobby oh, Columbia, was such a huge Marvel fan. Exactly. We we were working a comic book show in New York, and the, I guess their manager was there at the Garden, and they came and they said, could you come out tonight to the show and go on stage? And the show happened to be at the Metropolitan Opera in New York. Charlie and I <laughs> said yes, made the deal, and we ran down the aisle and went up on stage while either while they were being introduced or between songs or whatever it was, and then we were invited to the after party to meet the band, and it was it was a wonderful night. And what I remember distinctly was it was a great night to be Captain America, and not such a great night to be Spider Man because my costume had a cowl which came down over my nose, but my mouth was open so I could have a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man had a helmet and a mesh around his face. Oh, that is fantastic. By the way, what is it like to collaborate with Alex Kurtzman, who's such a huge uh, name now in the business? Oh, he is fantastic. I'm so glad he's in charge. He is uh, obviously smart, clever, generous, helpful, supportive. I worked with him on four shows now, and I'm, you know, we're talking about doing other things as well. I'm, uh, he's a wonderful leader, and I'm, I, I think that Star Trek is in very, very capable hands with, with him. And he also has learned, I think, which other, whatever that job is that he has, mega leader, uh-huh. he has learned to trust showrunners to, do, to hold on. You know, some people struggle. He's figured out who can do what and, and let them do their job. Just, I think, a great gift and a leader. Uh, you are a spokesman for PanCan. Tell me about yeah. that, because I know it's, it's a huge project and there's a big fundraiser coming up in late April. Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, and uh, the organization is having an event on April 30th, 70,000 people, we go 60 cities all over the country. Pancreatic cancer is the third leading cause of cancer death 
in the in the country and has an unfortunate survival rate of only 11%. I got involved with this organization because my brother died at 41. And at that time, there was a 3% survival rate. And on our Trek team of www.purplestride.org, I'll plug it again. Yeah. When we go out and uh, and do this this walk for, to raise money, our uh, Kitty Swink and Armin Shimmerman. Armin Shimmerman was the was Quark on our show and also on Deep Space, and Kitty played a number of roles. Right. But Kitty is a 18 year pancreatic cancer survivor, so she's sort of our beacon of hope around whom we built our team and for whom we raise money. As there, there are a lot of teams. I mean, we remember Alex Trebek, obviously from Jeopardy. The daughter of the team, the late great Patrick Swayze, who my wife and I had the privilege of working with in North and South. Melissa Gilbert has a team in his honor, and uh, Lisa Swayze, Patrick's widow, has a team. And we, Michael Landon, who was a big influence on me, who I worked with when I was early on in my career, she has a team as well. And it's a uh, it's a great organization. The volunteers work their asses off. And we're trying our best to raise some money. Mindy Kaling is our official ambassador this year. And our oh, goal yeah. is to raise $16.5 million. She's fabulous. So www.purplestride.org, April 30th. Now, in uh, Vegas, we're going to be at the, the Green at Town Square is where the event takes place. Okay. So we, get up, we... get your purple shirts on, and throw some money at this uh, organization. We will be there, and it'd be nice to see you dressed up as Captain America if you can appear there. Yeah, I'll do my very best. <laughs> okay. I look great in that costume. <laughs> Jonathan Frake, Star Trek legend, Star Trek Picard on Paramount Plus and Amazon Prime, and again, purplestride.org to donate. Jonathan, great to talk to you. Thanks so much for your time. Jim, you're a real pleasure. Thank you very much www.purplestride.org And we can't say enough about the PanCan nationwide fundraising event, Purple Stride 2022, which takes place April 30th. Go to purplestride.org to donate. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.